This is a podcast about failure. With me, Lola Berry, author, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Join me as we get to know these guests and learn about how their failures have ultimately shaped their dreams. Welcome to Fearlessly Failing with Lola Berry. It's Lols here, episode two, season six of the pod, and get ready for it, less than eight weeks away till Christmas. Scary. Okay, first of all, we have got to say a massive congrats to all Melbournians who are now officially out of really strict lockdown. And today's guest is a wonderful Melbournian that got so many Victorians and I'm sure many other people around the world through lockdown with his absolutely hilarious TikTok videos. Jeff Van Der Zandt is incredible. I reckon you would definitely know his, um, he did this TikTok and he was doing the ScoMo voiceover and like disco themed, the Triple J kind of mashup. It went viral. I'm talking over a million people looking at it. This guy's got such a knack for TikTok, so good at lip syncing and really, really great at lip syncing to kids randomly. Uh, On top of that, mega creative, got his own company called Workshop Creative with his mate Ash McKenzie and they actually do lots of marketing and media for amazing theatre and musical productions all over Australia. So for him, his work kind of changed and went quiet overnight when Corona hit and so he turned to TikTok just as some daily fun. He's also humble as anything and an ambassador for Polish Man. So Polish Man, as you know, I'm also an ambassador for. They're all about ending violence against children. I'm going to put all the details in the show notes here to get on board and get behind this great cause. Big thank you, Jeff. You are not only hilarious, but you are so humble. Hope you guys love him. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Jeff Van Der Zandt. I'm so excited to have you because you, my friend, are a TikTok superstar. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. Does it? I'll keep saying it then, no, uh, no. I just hate all of that. I'm uh, just like influencer kind of, I'm not famous. Like any of that stuff, I'm just like, eh. Do you know what though? You take it with a grain of salt. Part of my job is a bit of influencer stuff and I'm just like, yeah, it's one, one of the things I do. Mm. You know, grain of salt. But I have to say, you have bought me, being a Victorian as well, you have bought me so much isolation joy <laughs> through your videos. And it was so good to research you because I was, normally I feel a bit guilty when I spend like hours on TikTok and I was like, no, this is work. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> we, we've got to talk about the ScoMo versus Andrew video that went viral. That's had over, over a million views now. Yeah. Tell me about it. First of all, when you saw that, were you just like, because Triple J did the mashup, right? And you were just yeah. like, okay, this is too good not to <laughs> indulge in. I mean, and like funny story, I got trolled so hard by Triple J for doing that. No. Like, yeah, I mean, it's all it's all like in the past now, so I can yeah. feel like I can talk about it. But like I was spending my days trolling, trolling TikTok, at, uh, sorry, trolling, not trolling, yeah. um, trolling TikTok and um I came across their video, like, of that song mashup, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. And, like, at that point, I was doing a TikTok, to, a TikTok a day. So I was like, 
yeah, this is fun. Like, I love this mix. I'm going to do that. And so I just did it with, you know, the funny lights and a fan and whatever. But, like, I never I never intended it to go any further than my, you know, 10 followers or whatever, and then I shared it to my friends on Facebook. And then it kind of blew up. And then next minute the morning show or the Today Show or something was calling me and they wanted to get me on, like, to talk about it and whatever. And Triple J saw it kind of blow up. And they were like, this random dude has just stolen our video and then posted it on Facebook and now he's getting to go on, like, the morning show, the home of the boomers, like, all, they were, like wow. pre-recorded ads that were going out. And so they were going to watch my interview live and, um, like, troll me about it. I, like, oh, I have no idea. But I'm like, that was, that's, actually, that's, what, that's what a whole section of TikTok is about, like taking people's audio, redoing them. Or like totally. Their own ways. Like, and I'd, I'd always credited them. Like I'd never, I'd never wanted to steal it from them. I just thought it was funny and I shared it. Like that was wild. <laughs> Did the tables turn like when, when it kind of like, because it got a lot of what feels like global love and did the tables turn and they were like, no, nah, you're actually a legend? Did that ever happen? Well, luckily I was like always crediting them. Like in every interview I did, I was like, they did this. And then I like, in yeah. all the stories, I was like, Triple J did this, like Sally and Erica, blah, 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 blah. And so eventually, and I even like messaged them on Instagram being like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what else to do. Like, yeah. I really want the credit to go to you guys. You mix the track, like it's all yours. And then they eventually got me on and we had this like on air kind of like, oh, this is really awkward. I hope you don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. I love it. The one that I loved that came out, I think around that same time is the Brumbies, <laughs> the, the finger Brumbies. bun, oh Brumbies. Yes. And it's like, yeah. you can't have a cheddar mite scroll, but you can get a finger bun. Yeah. I tried to do that one on my TikTok and it took about 85 takes and I <laughs> I still effed it up and yours is like perfect. You're also suited up. Like you literally look like you're giving a political speech. It's incredible. Oh. How, first of all, how do you pick them? Like how do you go, yeah, this is going to fly with me. Like this is fun. I think for me... I mean, it has to make me laugh first. I'm selfish in that respect where I'm like, if I don't find it fun, I don't want to do it. Like I have to, has to make me laugh. And there's some of them that I've tried to film, like I've had to do it multiple times because like I laugh so much at the audio. So yeah. like, yeah, I have to yeah. find it funny. That's like, that's that's <laughs> the, the, the start and the end of, of why I choose the TikTok. Um, yeah. Oh. So cool. And so so I just shared that it took me about 85 takes to do a very mediocre version of Brumbies. <laughs> How, are some really easy, like you get them two goes and it's done, or do some take like, you know, like we're talking like half a dozen goes or because you've been doing this since the dub smash days, my friend. So you're I, a yeah. natural at lip I like, <laughs> I somehow have had this just years of practice doing <laughs> lip syncing. <laughs> and it's so funny because back, like someone actually said to me, get off dub smash and get on TikTok because no one cares about your dub smash stuff. But <laughs> everyone's <laughs> lip syncing on TikTok. So get and do it on there. Oh, um, amazing. But yeah, look, some of them... It, de- it also depends on the length and how complicated they are. Like I listen, I listen to every little breath or like paper shuffle or anything in there to make it seem realistic. Um, and yeah, some of them just take like two takes and then I'm done. But I'm really, there was one that I did of um, Steve Carell as a newsreader where he was like, blah, 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 that, that one. Yes, yes, um, yes. That one maybe took me like three hours 
And I was beside myself. <laughs> like the sun, the sun had started to set. You can see when I'm in the, I'm in the like booth being the like listening guy. That's when yeah. I finished all the newsreader stuff. But like the lighting is so different because uh, the sun had set by the time I managed to hold <gasps> his breaths and pauses. And like when he came in and when the paper was shuffled, there were way too many things and it was too long for me to like <laughs> just just do it in one, you know, quick filming take. I'm glad you brought the breath up because like I said, I'm a nov- an absolute novice at TikTok and I just do it for fun, basically. I just think it's it entertains me. It entertains yeah. my boyfriend and then I'll send it to like five friends. But I was watching yours back in the day, like when I say back in the day, from <laughs> the moment of, when I say back in the day, I mean like the lockdown mark one, like early in March. I was like, this guy's hilarious. And I figured out watching yours that it's all about the breath. If you yeah. can get the breath right, usually that'll give you the rough timing, like a timestamp of it. And then you can kind of kind of get, and, and also like, is is it a little bit about like with you, because you nail kids. You are so <laughs> good at kids. <laughs> oh, everyone has to be so careful how they say that. <laughs> I know, I was just, as that came out. No, I don't. Excuse me? (laughs) As that came out, I was like, oh, God, I've just walked into something here. (laughs) But you are so wonderful at capturing kids' TikTok, should I say? Yeah, thank you. Saved it, saved it. (laughs) Nailed it. And with the kids, with you, I feel like your expression, eye contact, where you look, it's almost like, and kids almost think out loud with their eyes. Totally. And you nailed that. Okay, you do that <laughs> no, really well. No, yeah, no, no I, I, I'll allow that one. That was like you nail those expressions. I'll take that one. <laughs> Is it like that you're just studying the human behaviour and then you're just like, okay, I've got the breath down pat, I've got the expressions down pat, and now I'm just going to have fun with it? I mean, I feel like that makes it seem way more complicated a thought process than I actually go through. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I think for me it is about the breath and, and it's more about, the other tip that I have is that like listen to other things in the video. Like if there's a clap or something or like other things, you can use that as like timing that if you, as soon as you hear the clap, that's the, that's when I have to say the next thing. Yeah. Cause it is all about timing lip syncing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but when it comes down to the expressions, I guess like I wouldn't say that I'm an actor, but I would just like, I am just thinking about the thought processes that they have. Like if the kids like, nervous that they're, they're going to get caught for something like that's the thought process that goes through my head and then yeah I just that's it <laughs> and I've seen you do a few where you're eating and I've always been like oh the eating ones are going to be so hard but it's actually like a prop where it gives you again it time stamps it a totally. bit like <clears throat> okay so I could talk to you all day long about TikTok <laughs> but I know and when we booked this podcast in I was like have you studied drama school and you're like no, nah, I just love being a doofus <laughs> pretty much. But you did exactly. do amateur theatre in Canberra as yeah, a youngster. When I, when I was growing up, yeah. That's pretty cool. I feel like you need that skill set to be so comfortable doing these. I study, I'm at drama school right now and I love yeah. TikTok because I'm like, oh, this feels like drama homework. <laughs> totally. And and actually some of my favourite TikTok lip syncers are the ones that actually like give it some acting, like give it some kind of believability. It's just like another level. Because you can you can also lip sync and then not give it any of the intention. I'm like, it's yeah. I'm making this sound way more complicated than it actually is. But like <laughs> it, it, if there's no intention or like believability about what you're saying, then it just cuts some of the level out of what makes it so fascinating to watch. Well, <laughs> 
You do it very well, my friend. Thank you very much. Whatever your process is, <laughs> and I, I could, sounds like yours is a bit more free flowing than mine. I'm like very analytical, and I'm like, I've got to get <laughs> this right. Um, and I can spend like hours on it, and I'm like, not good enough, not good enough. And then TikTok, when you share it to Insta Stories, it loves to just like not time perfectly. Oh and yeah, you look like you're a really bad lip syncer, and I'm like. I have to do a story after and be like, okay, I don't know what the problem is here. I promise it's not as bad. It's so annoying. I have now actually started to, I'm cheating here, but like I put it into Premiere and I move it one frame because it is so perfect on TikTok. And then in Instagram, it just shifts it. And I'm like, why? I'm so glad that you, (laughs) I'm so glad that happens to you too, though. Oh, it drives me me mental. (laughs) I want to talk about your career before COVID because I was so, I'm so glad that you're a creative because I could feel, I could feel that just like consuming your TikToks, but you're a creative art director, graphic designer for your company Workshop Creative. Is that correct? Yep. And you do that with your mate, Ash? My best mate, Ash McKenzie. I feel like I also have to name drop him in all of my interviews too, because I'm like, he is like the other half of Workshop Creative. Like I can't, I can't have people out there being like, this is your company. (laughs) But he's also like ex-performer as well, isn't he? So yeah, he's totally. done the theatre yeah. life. So from what I've – great website, by the way. But from what I've consumed, it seems like you guys come in and like say work with a theatre or stage production or even like Melbourne International Film Festival and then you shoot and create the marketing concept that then goes out to everybody. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <clears throat> so some, and it's mostly in live entertainment that we play in because that's where our passion is. Um, but often a producer will come to us and be like, this show is coming to Australia. Oh, I'm going to produce this show. Um, what do we do? What does it look like? What do we say? How do we get people to come see it? And sometimes they'll be like, we want it to have a brand new look, which is like where I come alive and I like, can, I love creating artwork for shows that are existing but, like, completely new, like giving it a new life. Um, But then there are other shows like Hamilton that are like, this is the brand, don't touch it. Yeah. (laughs) Just just do the things, like, come up with messaging and creative social media ideas and, like, you can play in those bounds but the the way that it looks is is set. Because that was kind of set with Disney as well, wasn't it? Like, that was the Disney theatre arm. So that would be like a beast. I mean, like, Disney was... Interesting. I did Aladdin with them and like they were at the start, they were very much like, this is the brand, like you don't touch it. But then as it kind of evolved, we started to be able to integrate some like uh, photos of the cast and and that kind of thing. Like as with all campaigns, there is, there is always a life to it. Like it has to keep evolving with the time and the, the challenges that you face. And so, yeah. And it looks like you worked with David Campbell, who was the lead in, is it Assassin? Assassins, yeah. Yeah. I've worked with him before and he's absolutely hilarious. He's the best. And super talented, right? <laughs> yeah. That voice, Boomer. I mean, the voice, personality, he's just, he's great. He's also just a lovely human too. Yeah. So do you get to work with the talent? So basically, because I was trying to understand, do they, do they basically come to you and go, Say a theatre production or a musical wants to create a trailer, say, for digital media. Yeah. Do you then, because it looks like you're very hands-on, like do you help create that? Do you work with the director? Do you work with the cast? How does it work? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, like the thing that 
I personally do the most is photo shoots. So um, that's probably when I get the most involved with the cast. Like we'll storyboard, uh, sorry, moodboard it and kind of kind of get a concept and then photo shoot day comes along and then essentially I will direct the cast with the director. Like I know that I know the the image that I'm trying to achieve. And then the director is there to kind of be like, the character probably wouldn't do that. Or like, you know, kind of protecting the the show. And I'm sort of, so we kind of work together in that sense. Um, But yeah, totally. In terms of video content as well, like it's a similar way. Like that's, that's when we get the most interaction with the cast when we're like physically creating something with them. Yeah. So what's been like a highlight? Cause you've done so many things. You did Priscilla as well, Palace Cinema, yeah. Melbourne International Film Festi. Like what's been your fave? Oh my God. I, I had so much fun on Palace Cinemas. I actually did that oh, shoot yeah. on my birthday and we were doing, um, oh no, maybe that was a different one. Anyway, they were, they were announced, they were like uh, opening their premium gold class type cinema in Sydney and we were doing like a food shoot (laughs) basically like I don't have to direct food so I was basically (laughs) just there making sure everything was going well and we were getting the shots that we needed and then I was just the food taster because they were like well that shot's done do you want to eat it like just try it and they had these amazing um like a tasting row of chocked ups they were like mini chocked ups that you could buy in like a like a tasting palette yeah. of wines, but chopped yeah. ups, and I was like, "This is amazing!" <laughs> Wild berry, salt, caramel, peppermint. Exactly. I'm, I want this in all cinemas. Why? <laughs> Would be great working with Palace Cinemas too, because they're kind of iconic, but they've got that old school romance to them as well. Totally. Yeah, like the magic of going to the theatre. They kind of totally evoke every time yeah. you step foot in a Palace Cinema. Absolutely. And it's funny that you love food shoots. I write food books. And so food shoots for me, I, I'm a nutritionist, and I, food shoots for me are a, a lot of fun but also like it's so much food and often the good thing about my mine, it sounds like yours are the same, it was real food. But often you do food shoots and it's not real food. No, totally. Like they paint Vegemite on steaks to make them look done and, you yeah. know, clag glue was used in ice cream and stuff like that. And, and mash. I, I did a shoot once. For it was it was a big ANZ shoot and I had to hold a broccoli ice cream, so a green ice cream. It was made from potatoes, <laughs> mashed potatoes, and food dye. You know, like it's so. Oh God. So you got to taste real food, which is nice. <clears throat> yeah, lucky me. Totally okay. I want to go back to TikTok for a seco. Sure. I'm jumping around, but let's my stars. <laughs> so you've done some pretty epic kind of like campaigns. Like you've worked with Milo, um, having done stuff for Amazon, Beats by Drake. You've done like some pretty amazing influencer campaigns. Yeah. I mean, like there's way back a lot of them, like not Milo and, and sort of the more later ones, but like really early on people were just sending me so much stuff. And at the beginning I'm like, what, what do you want me to do with it? Like I, I'm not... The thing that I was always really like, I'm not going to all of a sudden stop doing it and be like, guys, this is amazing. This, <laughs> this thing is so good. <laughs> like I'm not going to start talking like promoting products in that sense. And they're like, no, 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 just like use them as a prop in your um, videos. And I went, all right, sure. So like, you know, the, I would just like wear some sunglasses while I'm doing a thing and, and always make it relevant. Like I would, I would hate for something to just like show up and be like, well, that's obvious but like it was always part of whatever I was filming um 
and yeah, a lot of those things just they just wanted to to feature as a prop, which was fine by me. Because <laughs> like the Milo one was the Milo one was like the Lion King soundtrack, wasn't it? Yeah. So that was, <laughs> and that and that was hard. That one. Well, I mean, yes, it was very hard to film that one. I had avoided that. I I loved that audio clip, but I'd avoided it because it was so hard. Like yeah. the laughing is really hard, lip syncing, because you've got to get the like. The movement of the laugh. Anyway, oh, of course. Um, but also, like, I was so particular about, like, how, like, when the Milo landed with the music. Okay, so maybe there is a little bit more to yeah. do. Like, maybe I am a little <laughs> bit kind of like, no, it has to be. I, I spilled so much Milo. Um, but, yeah, they were like, we need you to be on either Team Hot or Team Cold. And I'm like, how do I do that without speaking like every other influencer's content was like this is the best way to do it I love putting it in the microwave I love it on the stove yeah. or whatever but yeah you were team cold though obviously weren't you I was team hot were you because yeah. I watched and I, and I I must have so is the end do you use the microwave do you chuck yes. it in at the end and everyone and you're Rafiki like laughing and being very Lion King at certain bits yeah yeah but, yeah. <laughs> but I I got so much hate for putting it in the microwave apparently that's not how you do it and You're never going to win one as an influencer, trust me. I got hate <laughs> yesterday. I'm, I'm in regional Victoria, so we're allowed to leave a little bit, the house a little bit more than you guys because you're in Melbourne, right? Yes, yes. And it was my boyfriend's birthday yesterday and we went hiking, but we wore our masks because we were hiking and not running. So, you know, he, the only yeah, time yeah, you yeah. don't have to do And I got hate for having my mask on walking because no one else was around like they expected that I would just oh well even though I'm like that's breaking the law and I'd get smashed on Instagram like it's someone you know what I mean? hate for like being Doing too the right cautious <laughs> oh how dare you be too cautious damn you the worst so my point is you're never gonna win sure it's what no, I'm it's a good at. it's a good it's a good tip so <laughs> where where to now like so basically I heard an interview with you where everything was going great guns with your like work stuff, with Workshop Creative, signing some really exciting contracts, getting some cool people on board, and then boom, COVID hit. And then hence like TikTok, more TikTok a day was born. Yeah. But now I feel like there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. You can feel like I know that theatre and musicals and whatnot are probably all pushed next year. Is the has it all been pushed next year? I mean, there is, like Sydney have got Pippin and Frozen opening at the end of this year. So like awesome. they're kind of like just the first sort of trickles of new things. There was one musical that did a full musical on Zoom recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just like considering how much we had in the pipeline before COVID, like I think there were like three shows about to announce and there was two running shows, like, and all of them just overnight were like, bye. Um, yeah. There's, we're nowhere near that. And I think, especially in Melbourne, like thinking about just audiences being comfortable going mm. to sit in the same room as people again, like I feel like that feels kind of far away, as sad as that is. Um but having said that, the silver lining is with our travel restrictions and kind of, you know, people from overseas not being able to come here anytime soon, mm. I think we will have a lot more Australian product and like wholly yeah. Australian created things. And I think that's really exciting for when we get to that point. Um, but, yeah, pl- Sydney Sydney is going to be great for musicals, I think, because they're, they're kind of on the, on the track with with stuff coming up so yeah 
So has work stuff for you kind of paused or are you an, an obviously influencer world, even though you don't like that word, has kind of like <laughs> has kind of like evolved or is it like, no, we're going to be pumped about Sydney stuff, we're going to keep everything happening with Workshop Creative and I'll just let TikTok be its own little beast that whatever comes, comes? Like is there, which one are you kind of focused on more at the moment? I mean, I've, TikTok is always... And will always be the thing that I do for fun. I don't yeah. really ever want to turn it into like work. I'm not. I never. I never set out to be like, oh, I want to get famous on TikTok. Yeah. And like, I want to, you know, do all this <laughs> stuff. Like, I'm not interested in that, and it makes me slightly uncomfortable. Um, <clears throat> whereas workshop is the thing that I've always been passionate about, mm. like, and and being creative and making things. Like, so workshop will always be my number one, and. Look, we are working on Hamilton at the moment, so that is in you know coming to Sydney, and that's still a lot of work. So we are we've still got stuff to do. So that's great. And Hamilton's massive. Like yeah. every anyone that's into theater, <clears throat> like I've seen that many people posting about it. So it feels like the message is totally out there. Even like Melbourne people posting about it. Totally, you know? we're doing our jobs. Yay! Yeah, no, you're doing <laughs> you're doing wonderful. I read on your um, bio, and I just loved it as like a little mantra, your goal is to do good work for good people. Absolutely. That's something that you live by in nearly any choice you make with with work and creative stuff. Yeah. Um, And I think that comes from... (laughs) Having <laughs> worked with a lot of not nice people, um, like you know, there's no there's no light without the darkness, right? So um, I think when like I'd been freelancing for a, a period before we started um, Workshop Creative, and Ash and I had both had a lot of time spent in agencies and like kind of having our lives destroyed, like you know, having your soul ripped out by an agency and just like working yourself to death and being stressed and all that kind of stuff. So. <clears throat> When we started workshop, we were like, life always comes first before work, always. Like that between us, we're always like, if you need to do a life thing or like if you want to just like stop half halfway through the day and do a work and whatever, like always do your life first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second part was that, yeah, we wanted to do good work and work that we were passionate about for people that we respected and trust and liked. And yeah, and that kind of mentality has served us really well. Mm, I like it. I really, and it's so freaking simple. Yeah, totally. <laughs> now, on the, if we were to look into a crystal ball and look like two years into the future, obviously like sans COVID stuff, so after all this monarchy has, has calmed down, like if you guys are working so much with, you know, musical theatre, theatre, live performances, obviously like the, the home of that is, you know, Broadway and, you know, is there any intent to kind of like do stuff overseas as well? Um, I've done a bit of stuff for uh, people in the UK. I've done a couple of things for like UK agencies over there when I was a freelancer. Um, Look, I'm not sure. I would hope that Australia is in a place where we get to like grow what we do down here because I think as surprising as it is, like the industry to to um, do the stuff that we do is is not very big. Um, but yeah, there's uh, I, there's almost like a, a 
lack of passion or something. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure that we have enough of what, we, what Ash and I do here. Like, I'd love to see more of that. And, like, yeah. even if that means other agencies pop up and whatever. Like, yeah. I feel like our, our landscape here is so um, kind of untouched and there's, there's so much to do here. So I, don't, I, can't, I can't imagine us branching out to Broadway. Because, like, <laughs> and also, like, Australia is on a much better trajectory for having theatre come back. So I think staying, Australia will, staying yeah. in Australia will be really exciting for the next um, couple of years. And you can already see in film, like, <clears> there's three things being shot out of Byron Bay right now as we exactly. speak. Exactly. Yeah. So it's very <laughs> exciting. Australia is going to be the place. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the reason why I got to do this interview with you today is because you and I are both ambassadors for Polish Man. What made you want to get involved with these guys? I mean, look, it's an excellent cause. I think that stat of one child dying every five minutes is horrific. Mm. Um, and I have like a very young niece and nephew who I just adore. And so the thought of like, either of those two encountering any violence in their young childhood life, like, actually makes me want to cry. And so, you know, of course I said yes to, to becoming an ambassador for Polish Men because it is, and it's also nothing, like, it's nothing that that is asking of me, like, to paint a nail, to start a conversation, to ask people for donations. Like, if that's all I can do, like, and I'm hoping to do more, but, like, if that's all that I need to do, then sign me up because, yeah. And then there's, there's the amazing side of being an influencer. Look at the good change you can do. Exactly. And that's, and that's the stuff that I'm like here for that, like here for actually making a difference. No one needs me to promote a hair product. Like, but <laughs> if I'm, if I'm going to promote something with my real voice, it's going to be this. Do you get noticed in the street? Do you get people, <sighs> uh, surely that, that Andrew ScoMo thing, surely people... I mean, this is the strange thing about becoming popular in a pandemic. Like, I spend yeah. most of my time at home. Of course. Um, but, yeah, really early on I used to go to Coles and I would have people like, because at that stage we weren't wearing masks, um, but people would, like, yell at me from their cars. Uh, like Saying what? And I, love like, you, and I love you on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like someone at Coles being like, oh, my God, you're the guy, you're the TikTok dance, you're the TikTok dance guy. And I'd be like, uh-huh. Like, I really early on, I was just, I didn't know how to deal with it. Um, I just got really embarrassed. Um, and then people stopping me in shopping, shopping like, like I, yeah. I go to Sourced to. Um, yes, how good is Sourced? <laughs> love it. Um, but, yeah, a woman stopped me in there and she was like, oh, my God, I need, I need a photo with you. I need a photo with you. My kids are so embarrassed. And she was just, like, making such a deal about it. And I think that was the point where I was like, this isn't about me. Like, this, this person has got, like, I can just suppress my embarrassment for just half a second. If this, if she wants to take a photo of me, then fine. And then I can go about my days. But it's more about the other person, like making sure that they feel like they're not a dick for just being excited about something. And I think also, and again, it's one of the positive sides of being an influencer, like you've probably bought these people, and I know you've bought me, like a lot of laughter. And so if that's <laughs> going to bring some silver lining to feeling cooped up in lockdown, like... If you weigh it out like that and you kind of the perception changes to, well, hopefully I've made this person laugh, then, you know, totally. it's really nice what and you're I'm doing. All, I'm like, I'm all for that. Like as, as, long as, as long as it's having a positive impact, then fine. <laughs> I'll be embarrassed. And, <laughs> and I love how you've really, I feel like you've really heard 
every time I feel like, because I'm a Victorian as well, and you'll be scrolling Instagram and your friends in Byron Bay or Sydney or Gold Coast are living life like these guys. (laughs) Other than other than not being able to cross borders, they're pretty much living. So then I'll go to your TikTok and you will have just done the most hilarious thing that makes a Victorian feel very heard and very seen. And even like, you know, the newest Dan Andrews update and you'll be like, yep, season two, we're still in lockdown. You know, like, it, but it's so nice to feel heard. And, you know, although it's what needs to happen, it's still really confronting and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. So seeing you kind of like find the the humour of it is it's almost like it relieves the pressure. It's really nice. So I think and, what you're doing is wonderful. And don't get me wrong. Like I, I would hate for anyone to think that I'm making fun of the pandemic. Like <clears throat> I I have my own moments where I'm like, this is shit. Like I'm not happy. Like the day that yeah. I I did the, the um, Dan Andrews one the day before he did the press conference, so I still have my humour. And the day of the press conference, I had nothing. Like I was just like, life sucks. Yeah. By the end of that day, I found a song called New Attitude by Patti LaBelle and I was, like, dancing around. I'm like, oh, he's back. Like, I, you have those moments and then, like, then and then I filmed the season two. Like, yeah, you can find the funny while still understanding the seriousness of it. And I think that's, for me, the thing that I've felt okay about. Like, I'm so happy to, if I have it in myself, like, I'd never just force it if I didn't have it. But, like... As long as I have it in myself, I'm very happy to be that breath of relief from the heaviness of everything. Like yeah. to kind of go, oh God, this sucks, but it's kind of like here's something funny. Like I, I'm I'm very happy to be that person, but I would hate for anyone to think that I'm just like taking the piss. No, nah, and it doesn't come across like that at all. You are 100% the breath of fresh air that we need right now. So it's Jeff, it's been a total honour to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm going to pop all your details in the show notes. And I want to put some stuff down about Workshop Creative too because I was so excited when I researched your career and I was like, oh, yes, another creative. So yeah, oh, I think I think what you're doing is wonderful, yes, in the TikTok world, but also in your career and passion world. So big kudos to you and Ash for creating something amazing and um really nice to meet you all all by zoom (laughs) (laughs) you too that's a wrap on another episode of fearlessly failing as always thank you to our guests and let's continue the conversation on instagram i'm at yummo lollaberry this potty my word for podcast is available on all streaming platforms I'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and comment and, of course, spread the love.